Hey everybody, episode 157 of It's Just Bodybuilding, Q&A episode, Scott McNally, Dusty Hanshaw, me Ron Partlow, we're going to hit the questions and, you know, catch up on the Instagrams and all that stuff. I had a very needy dog that I was kind of attending to there, but now he's moped away, giving me the sad look. Oh, as the they worst. do, where they stop and they look over their shoulder at you, <laughs> and they keep walking. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I know, I know what you're doing. He speaks fluently with no words. Yeah, he, he yeah, said a lot. Just, My dog sure actually huffs. huffs. My dog will huff. At oh me. yeah, I've yeah. I've seen that meme where it says like you take a you, you do a lot of. A lot of deep exhales for a dog that a doesn't pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a heavy exhaling going on around here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I put up a question box and I'm just trying to find it. Boom. There we go. He's ready to rock. Yeah, I'm ready to rock. You guys got them too. We got some YouTube questions, Scott. We've got no YouTube questions as of this week, it's and just it's us, not Mister. anybody's fault other than my own because I only put out one episode last week with the Dennis Wolf episode, which we did get a lot of feedback on. Uh, and get this, the channel's at about we're about to crack eighteen thousand subscribers. So if you guys yeah. haven't subscribed yet, if you're watching this, definitely subscribe. like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the damn bell. There you go. We've got several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week, including these guys. Mm -hmm. A couple times when I remember to put them out. Three times next week. Yeah, you know, sometimes. (laughs) And remember, everybody, um, you know, Mutant is supporting the show now. We're not going to, like, rattle on about them, but, you know, they are supporting the show, and uh, they're really cool about it. And just remember, if you go on their website, IamMutant.com, Dusty20, or Big Ron 20. Save you some money. That's it. Maybe, yeah. Save you some bucks. Um, but yeah, they're supporting the show. So it's very cool to um, to know that. And, uh, you know, Scott's happy. It's great. You know? Yeah. It's great. It, it's, oh. it's, a, it's an honor, honestly, to have a company like Mutant being a part of the program. So I am happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, we got to, before we do questions, I forgot we got, we got to talk about our weekends. Because I have a story. So, I, of course, I have to ask you, how was your weekend? Just so I can tell my story when it's my turn. <laughs> well, so, I was excited right? about your story. And I was a little irritated that we didn't cover it on another episode. But, um, yeah. So, my weekend was pretty basic. Nothing exciting going on here. Just, you know, basic parties. So, can we get already to the Flatland situation? Yeah. I've been waiting, too. <laughs> well, we had a jam. And a jam. jam is just a jam is just you know kind of you just send a message out, hey everybody, we're gonna have a jam you know at this location on this day, and you know a couple guys from Alberta came, and you know a, you know what guy from Whistler, and you know a guy from like you know people from hours away. There's not that many Flatland riders, right? There's only like mm-hmm. a small number of real Flatlanders, you know. And um, so we yeah had a jam, and it was really cool. Like I think about like. 15, 20 people showed up over the course of the day. You know, some people came and left, right? Um, Mm -hmm. It was from noon to like 7. I think they went to like 7 p.m. I showed up from 2 to 5. So I was there for three hours. But um, it was fucking hot. It was was 
33, 34 Celsius with like maximum sun exposure, like relentless. Like you had to just be lathered in sun. I was just sprayed with, with copper tone, like completely soaked with it. And um, so it was pretty miserable. And Dusty, that's about 95, 97 for you. Oh, good God. Thank you. I was wondering. Yeah. So it's fucking hot. It's like 95 degrees. Yeah, I heard yeah. you guys so are having like, a heat wave. Yeah, and it was like real fucking, you know, when the sun is like, oh, yeah, like oh, yeah. that type, type of heat. So um, so we rode in that all fucking day. Like, I, so the fu- fucked up part, you know, as a bodybuilder, you're paying attention to all these things that other people don't pay attention to. So right. I took a leak when I left the gym, and it's an hour drive. I get there. And I rode for three hours. Didn't I drank, piss once. I drank over a gallon of water, like f- over four liters, like almost five liters of water. Cause, well, right. fluid, because I had a couple of diet pops and I had a Gatorade. And, but I drank like, fuck, like five, almost five liters of, of fluid. Didn't piss once. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at five o'clock, I, got, I threw a dry T-shirt on and put a towel down because I was soaked. And I got in and I started driving away and they kind of pulled down this alley. And I thought, fuck, I better take a piss because I got like an hour drive home. Right. So I didn't even really have to piss that bad. I made myself piss. <laughs> and it was fucking orange. That's not even one. yellow, orange. And not even yellow. It's like it one orange. step closer to red. You know? Right. <laughs> so I was like. How do regular people like? Because I saw guys. There were guys there that like I didn't really see them drink anything. Huh. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They're, like sipping on a drink or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that, that guy drank sixteen ounces. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was <laughs> guzzling water like go 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 go. You know, you'd tip the jug up and just hear it rip. Just boom, you know. <laughs> so it was just it was it was a lot of fun, but. It was really hard, and I had to flex my mental muscles of controlling my state because I got there, and as soon as I got there, I got a flat tire. I did one trick, my front uh, tire went flat. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was already stressed out about the heat. I was yeah. like, kind of concerned. Like I, I was like, fuck, I have to go to this because it's going to be fun, but I'm really concerned the heat's going to just fucking kill me so right away i'm kind of anxious about how hot it's going to be and then i get a flat tire so i had to load my bike drive to the bike store get a new tube fucking fix it i I, I had my tools with me because it's standard procedures you always take your tools naturally and um and threw a new tube on threw the wheel on boom boom always have extra brake cables and bullshit like that so um back at the spot the guys were actually impressed i was gone for less than 30 minutes I was gone for like 23 minutes or something. And they were like, holy fuck, you're back on your bike. Boom. But I was a little anxious because I was like irritated. Yeah. Right. And and they kind of had two spots. They had like the jam circle where everyone's riding, taking turns. And then they had like some couple guys over on the side that are just like riding on their own. Just like not mm-hmm. waiting for anybody. Just, you know, having a little spot of their own. And so I was over there trying to warm up. Right. And I'd go over to the jam circle and I'd try to do something. I couldn't fucking pull anything. And I was getting super frustrated because that's what they were filming. And I was like, fuck, I want to uh, get in the video. Yeah. You right. know, you want to get in the video, right? And um, so I kept going back over there and I'd pull stuff over on the warm up side. But then when I come over to the jam circle, I couldn't pull anything. Hmm. 
And I was like, fuck. And the heat was just getting to me. And I was starting to worry like, oh, I'm going to start to lose too many electrolytes and my performance will dip. Like I'm starting to like mathematically calculate how much sodium's left in my body. And I didn't bring, I didn't bring enough salt. I should have brought some salt. What was I thinking? Right. I just brought like, I got a couple Gatorades. That's all I brought. I just brought tons of water, you know? So anyways, then finally, like two hours after I got there, I finally pulled some stuff on camera and then right. the last hour was like super fun. Cause then I was like pulling stuff, you know, left and right. Cause I was relaxed. Nice. But yeah. I had to like handle my, I keep thinking about outside of what I'm doing aside from what it is. It's, you have to manage your emotions in a, in a different way than training. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like in training, you want to turn the, the, the anxiety can be a little higher mm-hmm. yeah. and the, you can turn the rage up a little bit. You can, you know, you can crank the adrenaline. It doesn't matter if you're a little bit fucking shaky, you know, mm-hmm. like sometimes that's if you're going to put 500 pounds on your back, maybe a little bit shaky is a good thing to be, you know, fuck, let's fucking go, you know, but you can't do that on that bike, man. Hmm. You have oh, to sure. like find, you have to find that, hum, like you have to like find that spot. It's, it's, it's tricky and it's, I could see that it's like a skill, but oh, I can sure. also... I'm also starting to think like, how else can it be valuable to me? Like if I took all the things I learned from bodybuilding and I applied that and it helps you do things, what about these skills? How can that also help me in my life? You know, so you try to like, I don't know. I try to think like that when you notice that you're doing something, you know, you kind of notice what your subconscious is doing. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. I know people message me all the time about their hobbies and yeah. how how their hobbies you know help them and calm them down and make them live in the moment like you were saying with the cigars mm-hmm. how when you're at the cigar place you're just at the cigar place and you're you find that you're not engaging with the outside world right you know so i don't know so it's sort of it's sort of how it is you just got to really regulate yourself i'd you be know? curious to see if your approach to um music alters over time as you get into those things because i think about like you know the power of music like we talk about when when you're going into the gym it's okay to be raging out you know that's almost being overly let's go you know what i mean right 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 it it almost it almost seems like you you might want to kick it back a little bit before you get to the the flatland area into something that you just kind of zen to if you know what i mean so they're they're definitely the tunes mix up, but they're still mm-hmm. like I li- still listen to a lot of heavy stuff when I ride. Right. But, um, the the tunes do mix up more. There's more variety. I mm-hmm. tend to listen to playlists more when I ride, whereas right. when I train, I'll put a certain album on, and I'll right. listen to like listen to music that way. Um, but when I'm riding, I like and also too, I don't have control of the music. Had a right. thing like the jam like my buddy francois had his speaker running and music was changing like i mean it was we were everywhere there we were there for hours right so the music was yeah. changing like it was like 80s new wave for a while and then it was like <laughs> you know techno for a while like light sort of trancey moody i guess like not super hyper techno but like mm-hmm. you know like ambiance music for a little while it was kind of chilled out and then there was p- some punk rock playing for a while 
you know, and then a '90s playlist with a bunch of Nirvana and Pearl Jam on it and stuff. So it, it was that's like you also hitting your tricks right that's there. That's what I was thinking. Right yeah, right, 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 right there. <laughs> no, but the, the the music is uh, it's cool because it's part of like you know, like it, you you guys have to remember. I don't leave my fucking house, so I go to something like that, and it's like a major social gathering for me. Yeah, like, oh my god, yeah. I'm around strangers, like <laughs> who aren't bodybuilders and right. don't give a fuck about my gym or like yeah. don't even know any like i'm just some weird looking dude like that guy's big for his bike like, they might not even know thinking. what an ifb pro is yeah yeah they don't even know what a pro bodybuilder is they don't give a fuck right so like that's big for me to step out of my like bubble house that i live in yeah yeah because my just think at the condo at the gym and at this the, the grocery store everyone knows me as the bodybuilder gym guy yeah. yeah, you've been there and for so long. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's like ninety nine percent of my life. So <laughs> I when I go it. to like an event, it's like a really big deal. Like I was like, you know, Emily was laughing at me because she's like, you know, this is a big deal for you. You're like stepping out of your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why she texted me that she was so proud of you, and that's all it said. I'm so proud of Ron. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people today. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it looks awesome because apparently it did. Mm-hmm. But I had a fucking great crash. Yeah, in the in the jam circle in front of everybody, and uh, I think they got it on video. So he's looking through the video. I already emailed him because he he's like, "Oh, I'll send you your clips <laughs> when I get your clips." And I said, "Oh, if if my if that crash that I had is in there, can you also send that. that to me?" So I'm hoping it looks awesome. It might, if it looks lame, I just won't show anybody. But if it looks cool, I'll post it. Definitely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Everyone went, oh! But I bounced. I I got, I got right back up. So it was like, I guess I was okay. But look good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, You hop up and you deal with the injury later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What'd you do, Scott? I uh, I went shooting yesterday. And sent some rounds. Sent some, yeah, sent some rounds. And uh, my friend uh, Alex, he uh, he's a competitive shooter. He's been trying to get me to go out uh, for a competition. Now, keep in mind, I've never even run like a practice round uh, where they compete. I've been there once, but just to watch and see how it was done and kind of understand the rules and all that. So mm-hmm. next weekend, I don't have any podcasts to record on the weekend, and he wants me to come out. So I'm, I'm considering going out and jumping in this match and trying it out. And I picked up, I picked up this. Check this this magazine out, Dusty. I already showed around thirty two rounds of goodness. Just boom. It's nice. <laughs> Look it's at nice. the size of it hanging off the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is it is it taller than it is long? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Absolutely, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. always such a that's always such a badass look. That reminds me of like the old, you know, when there was that phase in the eighties where the bad guys all had Uzis. Oh yeah, it's oh, like yeah. that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know, single hand Uzis with like the long, you know, fucking clip hanging down. Yeah, yeah, it's always such a badass. Exactly, gun. exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, good. I think it's a good weekend. Okay. Okay. What's the what do you think you can do? What do you mean? Like would it, you, well, yeah, like like I don't know if you're going to step into that circle. What's kind of are you you think you might are you sensing you might get really competitive? 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm going to, I don't think the first time, the first time, just like bodybuilding, you're just happy to be there. You know what I mean? You're happy to, you're happy to be there. You're happy to get on stage. And, mm-hmm. and I think that if I go, I'm going to have no expectations because I've literally never done this before, not even in a practice match. So if I go, which I'm, I'm highly debating, it's a, it's a you drive. Got, you got to stop saying if we need a commitment. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a drive. My weekend are usually my biggest part of the the week for check-in so i've got a lot of responsibilities to attend to too but if yeah. i can wah, wah. no yeah. one cares <laughs> go do the thing tell your clients i think scott gonna, needs to hire an assistant four hours later yeah. it's fine you're they're gonna be like scott we need to know what happens i'm telling yeah. you yeah so you know. yeah anyway though but yeah if if, if i if I go to it, I'll just have fun. I'll go to have fun this time around. But I've got everything I need. I've got my belt and my my outside the waistband holster, and I'm I'm pretty practiced at drawing, so I'm I'm comfortable with all that. But I haven't actually sent rounds at a match, Ron. It's time. It is time. So and listen, you got to you got to be competitive if you go because your clients are putting it on the line for you. <laughs> You have to go into this wanting to win. You like this? I'm just rolling this shit right up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've I've got a question. I've got a gun a gun range etiquette question. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I've only been to the range. I mean, I went to the battlefield thing in Vegas. That's different though. They're like handing you guns and you're shooting them, right? Yeah. But um, I've only been to like a real indoor range like a couple times in my life. So what if if you're the type of guy that competes and you do like the speed draw thing? right like the you know mm-hmm. you know boom 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 you know yeah is that frowned upon to just go to a range and just practice that or is that yeah cool? can you stand there and- so most ranges will have signs and rules that say you can't draw from the holster yeah you can't do a lot of stuff the place i go to uh i have a couple of different have ranges like a section for that or no generally not and and okay. i go to a few different ranges and one of them that i go to they let me do that and if there's other people shooting, a lot of times I'll go first thing in the morning and there's no one there. But if there's other people shooting, they have two ranges and one of them they use for classes and stuff. They let me shoot on that range because, you know, I'm in there all the time. They know me. I'm friendly to them and they know that I know what I'm doing. So they do let me draw from the holster. So I usually practice that once a week for one hour and then I go to the other range and that's where I just kind of like tear loose and shoot the rifle and shoot everything else. But yeah, then I. I use like an or a timer so it beeps and then from the beep then you draw and it counts your shots and how quick it took so then I can I can try to time myself and then you're up against the clock so you can try to go faster and they use that same timer at the matches so you have to prepare the timer goes off and then it you know you can measure like your splits and all of that too so once you have that timer that's where you start getting competitive with yourself but yeah most people they don't want you to draw from the holster because you're going to put a hole through the floor through your foot yeah through their equipment you know so yeah (laughs) and they don't want me Um, to do that around other people because they don't want other people to be like oh i'm gonna try that too you know right so so do you just show up at one of these things and you just check a box like novice expert no you just give them the money i think and just do it you know you just it's just yeah. These are like men versus women. No, or no, age no, but groups or they anything. do have. Uh, they do have like Can't what say all. That anymore. Yeah, 
what I'll be in yeah. is called carry optics. So this is like pretty much a standard Glock 45, but I have the optic on it. Now, if I were to use the staccato, which is upstairs, that has a bull barrel, so it's like an open division gun. So the guys in the open division, they're like smoking fast. But I'll I would shoot in carry optics to start. Huh. How many different classes are there? I don't even know. There's a bunch. There's like the rimfire class. There's somebody watching right now is into competitive shooting and they're like they're rattling it off at the screen. But uh, there's Fucking idiot. There's probably like five. <laughs> there's probably like about five. Have you picked up any know. haters yet, Scott? In not, the shooting world, not yet. But it's 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 early. I wanted to do a shooting podcast, Dusty. You know, you, in my spare time, way longer than five months. In my Come spare on, time, man. though, that's the problem. You got so you know? much spare time. I saw you slept for twenty-seven minutes yesterday. I heard yeah, all right. <laughs> Gold, Dusty. I got to right. I got to congratulate Dusty on the house. It's looking good. You sent me all those videos the other day. Ah, grasses. It's cranking. I'm, I'm. It's starting to come alive. You know, when you walk in, and I'm like, it's starting to look like an actual house in here. Because, you know, the the windows go in, Scott, but they don't like put the finishings around them. Okay. And I didn't realize how much that changed. There, like the crown moldings and stuff like that. So, it's getting oh, yeah, there. transforms your house. Nice. We got cabinets going in this week. It's getting. What's it's getting the legit. estimated time? Like, how much longer do you have to wait? Well, I mean, the the estimation when we bought was October. Um, okay. But they did put a buffer in there, so I'm I'm hoping it's at least early October. I okay. mean, it's all good, but I mean, obviously, I'm ready to get in there and get set up, you know. So it's it's one of those things where every every Sunday, I just go take a peek and see where it's at, and you know, it's coming along. I'm just ready. The only thing I'm not ready for is you start adding up just the basics of the things I need to do. Like I'm like, oh, window coverings, all right, ten thousand. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> you know what I mean. So. There's going to be a quick like thirty thirty five that goes out the door as soon as I get there. So that that part sucks. <laughs> What's the timeline on that? On eight weeks ish. Eight weeks ish. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Quick. The, the reason that it matters though is because then the the spare room is in, and then I can start hammering Ron to get down here. Yeah. And then boom. He, he's on. He's he's on the the other podcast just like that, and we're off to the races. See, it's uh, I've never been there. It'd be cool. I've never been there. It'd be my first. Time. It's not extremely sunny and it's not extremely hot. It's perfect for you. You're possibly See? correct. What's I planned ahead. Yeah, well, but it's gonna be well. It's gonna be like what October ish, October to January. I mean, it's gonna be perfect. You'll be right at home, minus okay. the rain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call it cloudy like- days for you. It rains like an apocalyptic movie here for like five months. Yes. So, you know, what Ron I mean? used to not wash his old um, his his old uh, Cherokee because the rain would wash it for him. Every yeah. Day. yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like, it gets I washed just, every day. <laughs> he gets washed like every thirty six hours. He gets a rinse. Yeah, that's perfect. You know? <laughs> that's perfect. We're all set here. I'm pretty okay. sure the new one gets a little superior touch than that though, because it's the first time bought, Ron bought a pretty much new vehicle in like 10 12 years yeah i would definitely take care of it plus it's white so i yeah. want it to look oh sharp. yeah you know it's a little motivation but i need the inside detailed I, I need to get someone to like vacuum the shit out of it and tidy it up dusty would probably be very upset with me it's not bad there's no garbage laying around or anything but he would be very like ugh. 
Be it's got to be, you know, but you're, I like the, ins- you know what though, that I still like to get the detail done because there's certain things like you need the special vacuum to like get in an area that you just yeah. can't get. Oh, yeah. They yeah. got those little tiny brushes around the gears and the dash. They do that stuff. So yeah. there's this company that we call and they just like come to the gym and do your car in the parking lot. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Those are yeah. awesome. That's so, the way uh, to go. So yeah. Okay. Who's going to start with questions? Uh, let's see. Well, I've got some good ones um, that, you know, I, know I think. You had that huge question box the other day that went nuts. Yeah, that one was good. But these are from today. I did some. So here's a good one. Let's let's start this off with something that matters, okay? Trend EQ or Primo. You have to fuck one, marry one, and kill one. Go. Oh, God. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm going to marry EQ. Of course. I'm gonna fuck Trent. The wild lady, that Trent's gonna fuck you back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta be careful, but I wish for with that one. Yeah, and uh, and I'm gonna kill Primo. Okay, all right, all right, Scott. I'm on the exact same page, although I think we're gonna we're gonna develop some haters uh, from this conversation because fuck Primo, it's a check drug. <laughs> Primo is like everybody's loving Primo right now. Uh, like Primo right. is like the hottest thing. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I like to take a lot of Primo, blah blah blah. And you, you don't need AIs, and it's the best drug ever. So I'll take AIs but with I, anything. What are you I'm with about? you. I'm with you though, Ron. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I never really was a big Primo fan. In fact, I would say that it's one of the few things that I actually got a lot of hair loss from, which kept me from really getting too involved with it. Uh, And and I find too with clients that they don't really, especially experienced clients, they're going from like guys that have been running DECA and EQ and Trend. They're like, oh, I'm going to run a little Primo cycle. And it's like, they don't, it's not as strong either for them. So you gotta, you gotta dump the, the the dose of Primo has got to be like, you know, you do 300 Trend. You're like, we're good. Yeah. Primo, you're you're, to, to get that same feel at 700. You know, <laughs> just is so. Yeah, I like the vote. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you guys on that one um, because you can't marry Trent. You just can't. No, you know Trent's okay. a wild woman. I've I, I I've so do you totally agree with us, Dusty? I, I do. I, I definitely agree with that. But I, I had to add a, a little gem for you guys. So I'm talking to my buddy Daniel the other day, and he's explaining that he. He's dating this girl. This is back in the day, and uh, it's the first time that she's gonna. She's at his house when he needs to take a shot. So he's like, "Don't worry, it's no big deal, whatever." And he takes a shot. He's got trend. He said it was the worst trend cough his entire life. <laughs> Don't worry, this so happens every time. Like going down <laughs> on the ground, <laughs> cough. <laughs> she thinks he's gonna die. Fucking dies. It's no big deal. It's just trend. Uh, this always happens. So it was like, normal. you know, because he told me, he goes, yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's been so smooth. So I was like, oh, here it is. And of course, he nails it. And, she, and, and, uh, and you know, she oh. married him. So there you go. She Damn, ain't scared. She's thinking this fucking risk, risk taking maniac. Yeah. <laughs> Do you imagine if you didn't know and you just watched this happen as the. Yeah, <laughs> I no. thought it was great. Oh man! And at the same, no t- you you would have deal. to like you would have to calm her too. So you'd have to be going through this and explaining <laughs> at the same time. This <laughs> doesn't usually happen. You're just bad luck, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
You know, I, yeah. I never, I never did uh, like, you know, take your shots around your girlfriend thing. Like that yeah. was just like I don't know, just never did that. Huh. And then I'd meet the odd guy, and he'd be like, well, "Doesn't your girlfriend give you your shots?" Yeah, I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, I've never given myself a shot. I met a guy who's like, I've never given myself a shot. I've I've talked to people like that before. Yeah, I rarely do fun. my own. Yeah. Oh, right. But you funny. could. It's part of my part of my training process when they come in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like, been like you're already a whole so like a you're a nurse. <laughs> oh, you're not. Okay. Well. <laughs> and we no. just rotate through it, and they become a nurse before I'm done. There you go. <laughs> oh goodness, Dusty. At some point, at some point, you're going to try to become a nurse. Right. Oh, it's it's just you know I mean it's it's the way it works. I can't help myself. Uh, plus, right. you need them you need them to know first aid in case you rip your esophagus. Exactly, exactly. To you make know. sure I don't go to the gym to train back with Tommy. Go to the hospital after you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's an order okay. there, but apparently, who knew? Who knew? All right, you're up. Okay. Okay, so how do you know when it's time to change an exercise out when doing progressive lifting? I've had a couple workouts where my numbers went down, but then they came back up and continued to progress. How do I know when to change the exercises out? The caveat that he threw in there... See, I guess this is where it's tricky to me, is... If you're truly there mentally and locked in and everything's in place and you're you're as obsessive as, as I was and when I was really into it was you knew everything was right, your fluids were right, your sodium was right. The moment I stopped progressing, like if I had max three times in a row that I didn't see progression, that was done. Okay. Yeah, it would be thrown so in probably two. Right. So if you're say doing like incline barbell press is your main chest exercise and it's been progressing and you have say two workouts where you hit it and it, it doesn't progress or goes down, mm-hmm. you'd be like, Okay, it's time to Well, particularly for me, because you gotta remember the type of training I did, that yeah. movement was only hit every third workout. Right. So if okay. so at the same time you gotta understand the other workouts, their main meat and potato chest movement was progressing. Also was progressing. So when those were still progressing, it's a quick sign, okay, this one twice in a row didn't progress, this one's done. Right. You Swap know? it out. Yeah. So I guess if all of the starting exercises, let's say every starting exercise goes down cruise. Like like cruise back. Yeah, off. I mean, that's that's time to not it's time to stop pressing for overload because your body's telling you something. Right. Okay. You know, when we talked to Jamie and he was talking about, you know, doing higher volume for a while, it, it, one thing I thought of afterward is we've talked about it all before. Your body can handle anything for a while. Yep. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's, you know, a lot of people say, well, what's the ideal amount of this or that? Well, it all just, that's what it all just comes back to. It all just depends. Like, how long are you planning on doing this for? I mean, you um, could train twice a day, six days a week for a while. You know, yeah. you can manage it. So, but it just depends on if you're able to recognize all the, the other stuff that you have to monitor to continue to make progress, you know? So, 
you know, that's what just a lot of it comes back to is monitoring, like being aware of, like, like Dusty said, if just his inclined barbell went down, but the other chest stuff went up, that's a whole different story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I, got, I actually got a good one for you guys. Um, it was written, obviously, for me with hockey, but I, I'd like to hear your guys' any memory that really stands out when you think about back in the day, like for you, Ron, you know, putting the pads on before football, stuff like that. Um, you know, like he, he wrote a big win, big hit, brawl. What glory days, uh, memories you have that stand out? Yeah, football was pretty fun. Football was pretty fun. I didn't take football seriously at all, which is kind of why it was fun. Like, mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't going to go on with football. I had the opportunity. Like, my coaches were trying to talk me into going and playing for the University of Alberta because the U of A was interested if I wanted to go to a university. But I didn't want to go to college, out of high school. I was like, eh, I ain't even fucking, I'm not interested in that right now. Mm -hmm. And I was... I was so focused on being a bodybuilder. I was just going to do something else and start a business. And I had all these weird ideas. It was funny. But um, football was just fun. And I played with a great bunch of guys. And I have a bunch of like glory days memories from that. I was a linebacker. So we got to hit people, you know, as whoever has the ball, you kill, kill the guy with the ball, right? Yeah. And, you know, and it's fucking blitzing on the quarterback and getting like awesome sacks where you just fucking hear all the air come out of his chest <laughs> you know like got a bunch of those good moments you know we won a championship and we had a brutal loss in the championship game and then we had to live with it the whole year and then right. we got to play that same team again the next year in the finals and we beat them nice. and so I got to experience that whole like you know, dynamic that of like losing and having to deal with it all year and feeling like, fuck, you know, we could have won that game. And then the next year having a chance for redemption. And I always thought that that was like really uh, awesome experience that I got to have because of football. You Absolutely. Because a, a lot of people play a team sport, but maybe their team never wins a championship. Right. Right. So, you know, it was just like, it's not like a Super Bowl or anything, but, you know, it was like we won our league, you know. Yeah. It's pretty cool, you know. Absolutely. We got to have some fun. And I I won a most outstanding linebacker of the league award, so you know. So I was like the, you know, number one linebacker in the league. Apparently that that last year we played, so that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. But I just remember like we were savage. We were rough kids, man. <laughs> like, and that football was a different game back then. Like the way we talked, like we would put Metallica "Kill 'Em All," yeah, we'd put the album on, and we just fucking crank it, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like Seek and Destroy and, you know, Motor Breath and Four Horsemen and just fucking blasting. And we would be screaming at each other in the locker rooms. We're going to fucking kill these fucking guys. Like, we were just like, we were so hyped up. We'd all watch the program a million times. <laughs> Such a good we movie. Came from, of course. We came from that generation. We'd put our helmets on before and we'd like grab like a bro hug and we'd smash our helmets together. Bang, 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 bang. They suspend you for that now. That's that's yeah. a concussion yeah. protocol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, concussion protocol. Yeah, we would do that on the sidelines. All the team captains would get together. We'd be like, let's fucking go and we'd smash our helmets together and we'd just be super hyped up. I'd tape my jersey up behind so my arms would be hanging out all veiny and shit because I had like pretty good pipes in high school. So right. I would take my jersey up, and all the linebackers and linemen all had black visors. 
So we all looked like, and we were the really big, like we had the biggest defense in our league. We had the biggest school. So we had all these farm kids and right. we had like nobody on the defense. Even our safety was 205, like in high school, <laughs> you know, like we had like six foot seven corners. Like we were just killer defense, you know? And so it was fun, man. We got to crush people and I got a lot of sacks. I got a couple interceptions, you know, you so it was fun. Yeah, I loved I loved football. It was fun, but I didn't take it seriously at all, and I had no desire to continue to play. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. How about you, Scott? Did you uh, play anything or anything like that that uh, <clears throat> bring the memories? Man, I you know what? I feel like I got I have two answers, and I would say one of my glory days would be like nothing to do with sports, but. Like after, so I went to art school and then I got hired by a company called the Santa Fe Photo Workshops. And um, there, there were, there were these classes that were being taught by these photographers were like the best people in the world. And so I was a course assistant. And so like there was this guy, uh, John Paul Caponegro, who was really well-known photographer at the time. And I'm sure he still is. I, I don't follow the industry as much anymore. But I remember I did a book report or not a book report. I had to do like an oral report on him and, you know, talk about his work and stuff. We had to pick a photographer in school and fast forward now to me working for the workshops. I remember like being in my van with uh, tech support people with me, this girl that was with Apple and then somebody from the workshops and racing like 90 miles an hour to get to this place in northern New Mexico where we were meeting John Paul Caponegro that that morning to do this photo shoot and it was it was like a really cool learning experience and this is like somebody that I really looked up to because like I said it was a guy I picked to do a report on like just a year previous you know and now now I work for him and with him and That's awesome. and we're you know just like the most cutting edge equipment was being supplied to us by Canon and by Apple so and we're talking like cameras that have these digital backs that were like $25,000 a piece and you know it, it was it was a cool experience and to think like that I was like part of that to me that was kind of like a glory day but at the same time like that stuff doesn't mean a lot to me anymore so I honestly right. feel like as cheesy as it sounds, I feel like I'm kind of a late bloomer and I feel like I'm living in my glory days now. Like this is to me the coolest thing that I get to do is hang out with you guys, do this, work with clients that are reaching their goals in bodybuilding and like basically like get to live the exact life that I want to live. Married uh, a, 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 like a perfect partner for me. And it's like, this is, this is my glory day. So those, those are my two answers, I guess. Right. I love that. Well, that's, that's the best way to look at it. I mean, ultimately, that's that's why i you know the old you know i've done a lot of dumb shit too but i wouldn't change anything (laughs) yeah i just Mm. i i don't want to change anything because i i like where i am so much you know it's been great so but yeah that's 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 sort of how i feel too you know like you got it too man both both you guys do you know you have a really cool like um i i i quite often feel like i got really lucky in high school like, you know, as you get older and you just get to know people better, you realize, like, a lot of people fucking hated high school. And I <laughs> right. was, like, pretty lucky, man. It was, like, it was cruisy and pretty easy, man. And, like, you know, I got along with everybody and I played some football and had some fun and didn't, you know, blah, 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 you know. And yeah. um, so I always feel like I got a little lucky there, like, you know. For I, sure. Uh, you know, because that's, that's one that, like, I wouldn't want to, like, have, have sucked. 
like, oh, shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a 50-50 thing, you know? Um, for me, I think, you know, when I think of the, the, the throwback glory days, it wasn't – I had a lot of success in the game. Um, but the parts that I remember looking back on, I moved out of my house when I was 16 um, to go play juniors. And I had a basement apartment. And so did – so we had on, on that team, I want to say seven underage players. So that means in juniors, it's like – you know, 18 is where you start playing in juniors, and we were 16. And so the seven of us all lived at different houses, but we all went to the same high school. And we were just around each other 24-7. It was like all right. we did was, like, hang out. It was, it was getting in trouble, getting in fights on and off the ice, just, you know, every possible thing you could do, doing a lot more fun outside of school because we didn't really attend to class a whole lot. Um, but I mean, though the, those memories were huge. And one piece that was awesome was the very first season we went there, there was a high school hockey team that, that they had and we all went to the same high school. So we were of age and could play. And it was, it was funny because it was completely unfair, obviously. (laughs) Um, but to give you an idea, we, we won every game. We never went to a single practice. Um, we won every single game of the season. And then during Christmas break, we all went home. But one of our guys lived there. Um, and that game, we only won seven to three because he only scored, scored seven goals. That's funny. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those deals. And we uh, so we won the state championship by like nine goals. And. <laughs> You know, they, they actually banned us from playing the next year, which was also kind of cool. But, you know, that yeah. stuff was fun because we, I mean, it was, it was fun because like you said, Ron, like we weren't, we weren't taking it seriously. Like we had a thing during the games, we would try to get the goalie an assist. <clears throat> so we would always like, we'd take possession of the puck in their end and then skate it back and we'd give it to our goalie because he played for us also. He passed to one guy and you could only make one more pass before we could score so that Nick could get an assist, the goalie. You know, so that was kind of one of our little games, but it was just like great times looking back, and the yeah. amount of just—it's it, you can't live the way I did back then. Like I think about it, like no. I, I tell Nikki all the time. Like so, when I was sixteen, I loaded up my truck, and this is before like great cell phone reception stuff, and I just oh, drove yeah. to Utah twelve hours by myself. My parents were like, "See ya." Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. it. Like, I, I got there that night. I'm like, I'm here. And they're like, okay, whatever. Stop yeah. bothering us. It's late. You know? And it's <laughs> like, they're just kids couldn't do that now. Yeah. You know? It's not so, like child abuse. <laughs> I, I got a question here that ties right into that. It's, when was the most relaxed and irresponsible period of your life? Today. And I guess... <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if they mean irresponsible in a bad way, because or if it because it the, the question's actually written like maybe it's not their first language, mm-hmm. so they mean like most relaxed and least responsibility, or maybe it means irresponsible, like you're just being an idiot. But relaxed, carefree, I sort of think he means they mean that was definitely then for me, without right. question. I mean, like I had a rule because I lived in Utah. Like I'd go to if I if I opted to go to school in the morning, 
um, if I slipped on ice, like going in, not fall, just slipped, I was like, it's not going to be a good day. I'll get back in the truck and go home. I'm like, it's just, it's not a good start. It's not a good start. Um, you know, between that and then um, I actually got twice ended up in handcuffs when I lived there um, for just, you know, when you make decisions when you're a kid where somebody just can't believe you possibly could be that dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a situation where um, it was after a game, uh, a high school game. I think it was a high school game. And there were some kids outside waiting and they were like talking shit. But the reason they were doing it was because there was a cop like 10 feet away. So obviously I wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, I remember yeah. when the cop had me down, he was like, you looked at me <laughs> and then you punched him in the face. And I was like, yeah, sorry about that. you know it's it's periods like like, it's funny though because you look back and i laugh because i'm like could you have been more stupid could you have made more dumb ass decisions i don't know if i could have if it was the goal like if i set out to be an idiot i don't know i could have beaten my numbers back then (laughs) right right (laughs) so these are not proud stories people but yes that is the most relaxed and uh, and what was the word he used? Because it fit me perfectly. Well, he's used <laughs> the word irresponsible. <laughs> you know. Yes, that was it. <laughs> I'd say I'd say mine was living. Probably though, there was like a stretch of time where I lived in Australia. Um, probably like the last six months I was there, mm-hmm. and uh, I was living in a beach house on Broad Beach, which is on the Gold Coast by Surface Paradise. And I was working at the strip club as a bouncer. And it was like a real nice gentleman's club. So it was pretty, really easy job and cushy. And there was like tons of hot naked girls there all the time. So it was like the Beautiful. best place. You know, people see me and they'd be like, hey, you work at Santa Fe Gold. You're that big Canadian kid that works at Santa Fe Gold. And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd go, oh, man, that must be the best place to work. You know, it was funny. But um, I remember I only worked like three, four nights a week. Right. So I had like three, four days a week where all I did was train. And then we would just smoke weed and wander around <laughs> Surfer's Paradise every night. Like we just get super fucking high, just pull like three giant bongs and then just go out the front door and like a block away with Surfer's Paradise. And we're walking around all the tourist spots and all the, you know, all the clubs and and you know, go go say hi to some of our friends that worked in the bars, and just cruise right. around and grab a meal at the restaurant because everything's open till four in the morning there. And it was just like, it was so fun. And we'd do that like, you know, I wasn't drinking any booze, but we'd do that like three times a week. We'd That's just go amazing. hang out till like two in the morning and like eat pancakes and eggs at, at the restaurant and just get, you know, it was just a, a funny time. You know, it was just so, you know no worries in the world so yeah that would probably be it dusty's on mute dogs were barking his dogs yeah going nuts ah okay <laughs> so yeah that was probably it you know i've told that story before I, I told a story once about my buddy had this weed and it was like purple yeah and he's like you gotta smoke some of this it's asteroid weed <laughs> and and he's like it's off an asteroid and the name like, okay. back then yeah yeah so like he put it in the bowl we all smoked a bong he was one of my roommates tony and uh we all smoked a bong and then very like five minutes later 
one of my roommates is like, "Hey, let's all go to the, let's go, let's all go out." So we all just like walked down to the pub and went into the bar, and I proceeded to get lost in the bar. <laughs> so I was so high, I, I couldn't find my way out. I was lost in the bar. I kept walking around. It's like I can't fucking find my friends, and I can't find the exit. I like can't get out of here. Oh God! And then that's when that one doorman came over to me, and he's like, "Hey." you're the Canadian guy from the gym. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you need a hand getting out of here? You look like you need a hand. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking for the exit for 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get out of here. And he's like, no problem, I'll help you out. You could tell I was having a hard time. So, so yeah, I'd say that. Oh, Dusty's still muted. You would have Dusty's to imagine what you, what you look like. If somebody knew to walk over and be like, you yeah. need a hand getting out of here? Yeah. <laughs> Hey Ron, I, I know I know you. You're from the gym. You need me to take care of you. I'll help you out. Yeah, that's you know? funny. The old dor- dorman code. You know, you see another bodybuilder in the in the in the bar when you're a dorman. You're like, oh, help that guy out. You know, <laughs> help that guy. He obviously had some asteroid weed today. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that guy's all right. Okay, your turn. Oh, cool. Fire one, Scott. That the 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 most carefree. I guess. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like when I was the like the summerish the, the year of like when I was sixteen, I would say it was probably the most carefree period, and we just did the stupidest stuff as a kid. Like I, I we we did stuff like we figured out that you could get on top of this elementary school, and that if you got the rope from the flagpole, you could swing down like Tarzan. And so we would do stuff like that might happen, or we might steal, you know, those blinking lights that you see at construction sites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might like steal all of them, just like all of them. <laughs> and then go like put them in somebody's backyard and turn them all on. And we did. <laughs> we That's did, actually very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, we did some. <laughs> I get great joy out of this for some reason. That's a very simple humor. <laughs> or like sledding behind a car with a tow rope. Just like, and I don't just mean like, let's take it easy. But like right. seeing trying how, to kill someone, yeah, seeing it was <laughs> trying to kill the person on the sled, basically. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of that stuff. That was a lot of a lot of real dumb stuff back then. But it was fun, you know. It was fun, but yeah, a lot of stuff that a lot of a lot of people were like, I never did anything like that when I was a kid. And these are the these are the stories I can tell on a podcast. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I, I like that everyone has cleaned up their stories just a hair, just a hair. Yeah. Yeah, I caught like the tail end. You know, I was born in 75. So like my first memories are like yeah. the very tail end of the 70s. Yeah. You know, like probably when I'm 5 years old, right? Yeah. And and uh, and I just remember like, you know, people ripping around, no helmets on their motorbikes, people not wearing seatbelts. Oh yeah, just nothing. Like people riding in the back of pickup trucks all over town. That's what we used to do. Like and, that you know, year, just yeah. like that sort of shit. You know? Yeah. Just like, yeah, it would it it, it just all the stuff that people would just, you know, lose their minds. It's funny you though know? looking back because I'm I'm grateful. For that time period, because I think about like when I was even when I was a kid, like you know, riding a bike, like you'd get up in the morning and you'd like leave for the day. Yeah, yeah, for the whole yeah. day. Yeah. You know, and my mom would be like, "All right, when the street lights come on, come home." Like that was the rule: be home when the street lights come on. That's it. Like she had no, and there's no cell phone. Like she had no fucking idea where I was all day. 
Yeah. And that was perfectly normal back then. Like, moms wouldn't worry. They're like, oh, if he's dead, someone will call. And if he's injured, someone will call. You know, good to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I I think about that now because, I mean, you know, like we got Life 360s. I got these kids on lock. I know if they're, I know if they hold their breath. I get on a a message. Kid held his breath. No problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It is. It's wild, though, to think back. And I'm definitely glad that we had that time period for us because I needed it. Let's see here. I was trying to get some, like, good shots here. So I have one. It's Shoot. it's what music did you listen to the most this weekend? Who this weekend? Weren't you at like a music thing, Dusty? Yeah, well, we went. I mean, yeah, I w- we went to a uh, Sean James concert. Um, oh, okay, which was awesome. So what's that? That's a country music thing. No, no, it's uh, it's blues. So oh, okay, it's really, uh, it was really cool actually. Um, but so you'll you guys will get a kick out of this. So it's a it's a small venue, maybe two hundred and twenty people in there, no seats. You know, one of those type of places. And even a fast placed song is very moderately paced. You know. Okay. And I don't know what it is about me. But I always end up next to the fucking weirdo. And I'm not talking like I love people to be do their thing. I don't give a shit what you look like, what you do. But I'm talking about this older couple. And I mean, I'm fucking 40. So we're talking older here. And no matter what the pace of the music, the guy and his wife were dancing like this the whole time and like leaning back into like leaning into people moving all around he would put his hands up in her hair from behind her and like put her hair over her face and like it was the wildest thing and i it was so much because i don't it's not really my music like the first guy had never even heard his songs i couldn't listen to him because i kept watching (laughs) and in the beginning i was like you know I, i was in my good place i was in like the dusty chill mode and i was like that's great you know people having a good time right. and, you know, it's people they, having fun they're having a great time and i'm cool but after about three hours yeah i was yeah. having enough of their good time yeah and he kept leaning back into a girl that was just to the left of me to the point that she would go like this and try not to make contact so finally he leaned back and i just give like a light stiff arm forward yeah you know and he didn't react to it. It wasn't like he realized he was corrected. And so it kept happening, you know? So I was like, I'm starting to stay calm. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay here. This is this is nice music. I love Sean James. And finally, he leaned back hard enough into Nikki that I had to, like, grab him by the shoulder. And instead of pushing him forward, I pulled him back <laughs> so we could have a little conversation before he could walk forward himself. And then it was fine after the conversation was this like a drug thing do people do no yeah at this concert so here's the thing it was absolutely people get eat out and they don't know how to behave they're like no it was to the point to give you an idea between and again this is perfect when we first get there he speaks to me and and he was weird as fuck and i was like all right you're weird it's cool then after the first band came up stupid yes fucking big yeah. No, no, he, he came over and just started rambling about how he, he's like, uh, we, we have a glamping site. You know, like, you know, glamping. It's like, yeah, glamorous camping. Yeah. So he's showing me this, and I'm just trying to, like, give, like, 
some sort of interest, you know, like, oh, right. but also answering shortly. And he's hanging around too long. So I opened my emails on my phone while he was standing there. I thought that would drive home <laughs> yeah, that hopefully. I was done. Yeah, you know, so okay. he so he gets it, leaves. The first band comes down. I'm standing there. We went and got a drink, come back up, stand there. And he's the guy that decides to grab my arm. What do you think's going on here, Ron? What do you would you read from this so far? Because I'm getting some vibes from this guy. Well, I know what Jamie does would he, think. Um, does he, does he accidentally he accidentally engaged one of these people that just becomes way too familiar? It was it, was it was it was very familiar. odd because he grabbed my arm and what did I didn't. Say? You know, big he, fucking arms, or was it like you no? Got he, nice he, arms. No, he grabbed my arm, and my he, wife was like crazy. Your arms. And then his wife, yeah. my wife, <laughs> chimes <laughs> in. No, his wife was standing there, so she chimes in. Sorry, it's just too beautiful. And I'm, I'm in a yeah. shirt. Like, I had I'm not, a feeling. You know, do you see our camping so, site? You can come out here. We, we camp every weekend. We love to <laughs> want to glamp with us. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this going. is the beginning, and she was like, "They're like, does this happen sometimes?" I go, "Yeah, people are fucking weird." was my answer you know i was kind of like trying to shoo it so yeah it was i essentially had a date with these two all night <laughs> but but That's but hilarious. to their credit i think the good thing about this is and I, I know you guys have had these experiences it annoyed me the whole time but it also is the only reason i have a story from the concert <laughs> because if not it was a great show but we're not talking about you know going to see some game i mean they're just up on stage performing. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. So I have a story now, and I will forever remember the gray-haired, curly mullet guy. Oh God! <laughs> so when are you guys? Description. When are you guys going <laughs> glamping? When are you going to? Uh, actually, I just life? gave him my cell phone number so we could just meet up on the regular. I wanted to get into a dance class. Yeah. I, I heard that. I heard that beat is optional. So yeah. Well. You know, I'm so glad because I had that question and I thought, ah, I'm not going to ask a music question this show. You know, I well, it wasn't really a music question, but it was a music question. And now we get this story. See, you just never know. You never know. I had a rough so, weekend, dude. I had a rough yeah. weekend of stories because so yesterday <laughs> I, I take out, we go to this restaurant that I've went to. The one thing about being odd looking is people remember you. Right. Yeah. So I come to a restaurant the third time I went there and the manager came out and introduced herself. And it's a, it's a nice place, you know. So she's like, hey, see you guys in here. I'm sorry I haven't introduced myself yet. Great. She was awesome. The place is always awesome. So yesterday we go to dinner there and it's us, the girls, and one of the girls' boyfriends. It was for his birthday. I took him there. Do the whole thing. You know, I order the menu. And... As the waitress comes back my check, she goes, okay, gratuity's on there already. I just wanted you to know that. And I was like, okay, weird. All right, but whatever. I look, it's 20%. Fine. It's what I would have probably given maybe a little more because she was pretty good. Whatever reason, it started to bother me when we left because hmm. I was like, that's not industry standard. Did this chick decide that she needed to decide what I was going to tip? Hmm. Did she maybe yeah. assume I couldn't afford to tip properly or didn't know how? Did they have a thing, a rule? Like no, six so, or more people? or well, you, well, usually it's the industry standard is eight. Okay. Some okay. restaurants do six. We had five. Okay. So I was thrown. So it bothered me enough that when I got home, I called. Yeah. 
because I was like, this is bugging me. So I call and I was like, I, I call the front desk and I, and I just told him, I said, hey, this is Dusty. Can I, can I talk to Samantha? <laughs> well, now I know now. the check, you know? <laughs> so she answers and I'm like, Samantha, I gotta ask. I go, what's the deal with your guys' gratuity there? She goes, oh, five or more. And I'm like, huh. okay. And she goes, what happened? And I said, well, we just got left there and the lady threw 20% on and just told me, I go, it was so off the wall that it pissed me off because it's, it's a weird number. And I go, it's not on your menu. She goes, you're right. It's on the website. I go, I don't read people's websites before I go to restaurants. She's like, I should probably put that on the menu, huh? I said, I'll be honest with you, I almost never came back if I didn't make this phone call. Because I was certain, like, because it's just a weird number, and I'm like, like five people, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like, you have three five people, people you added your tip. Usually I get it, because it's just about work. So it was just one of those situations where, you know, something, you're like, that's weird, it doesn't bother you, and then it starts to well, get in your head a little. Like, yeah. What the fuck did that be? The, the reason, an, an, another reason they do the big, the, the add the tip on the big checks is because quite often like grandpa joe is paying for the family dinner yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's gonna add he's gonna add three percent and they're gonna get fucked on tipping out the kitchen so yeah. that's what the no, big it, party thing is for but five people seem small yeah it does yeah, it, it, it threw me off big time plus I, I, what was also funny which she knows because i also been there enough that our waitress from last time came up to say hello because we do, I tend, if you're good, I over tip because I have friends that are in the service industry and I understand that right. there are plenty of people, especially now that have told me that are going out and tipping like 10%. Mm. Yeah. Like they shouldn't yeah, go out because they out. can't afford it. So they're just screwing the waiters mm. with their tip, yeah. you know? So it's it was definitely one of those things where I was like, I, I'm confused, but possibly offended. So we need to figure out which one it is. But yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm like, so that I could relax for the rest of the night because I was actually pretty heated at that point. I'm like, this okay. bitch don't okay. think I know how to do 20%. What the hell is going uh, on here? <laughs> well, I know you're very sensitive about these issues, Dusty. We've yes. been through some of these. Very important. <laughs> I feel better. Thanks for being there, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no worries. No worries. Hey, a good friend doesn't try to fix the problem. He's just there to listen. <laughs> exactly. That's gold. No matter how messed up I am. Yes. Okay, here, here's a good one, actually, that uh, I'd be curious about for you guys, because I have it twice, which is odd. Um, this woman has a broken arm, but this person says, accident broke lots of bones in my upper body. How many days a week can I train legs? Hmm. And I found this one tricky, because usually I would say, like, up to three times, but in my head, I'm like, your body needs to recover broken bones. A lot of broken Should we bones. lower that? Because, I mean, he literally said broke a lot of upper body bones. Like, this isn't three. Uh, I'm willing to not, like, I'm willing to leave a little bit to them to be responsible for. I'm willing to say three times a week. How much growth hormone? I'm, I'm assuming. Good question, Scott. I'm assuming they won't be able to push that hard because they won't be able to tense their upper body really rigid you know they're not gonna be able to grab the handles of the leg press and really fucking you know what i mean like if they've mm. got broken bones i think i'm assuming that there might be low intensity pumping and volume stuff like extensions yeah. curls maybe they got their arms fucked up so they're sitting in a leg press doing a lot of sets so i'd say they could train three times a week doing that for sure 
right. each anyway. muscle three times a week. So like quads, hams, and calves. So they could, you know, they could make it so they're going to the gym a lot if they wanted to, just just to keep busy, you know. All right. I didn't even think about it. in my brain like three days a week is three days a week. You're thinking of Dorian with his sling on, just fucking <laughs> <laughs> driving on the hammer straight press. Yeah, it, it well, is true as, what, as we know that he's doing too. That you my know, brain is everyone is that way. Remember we had the conversation about his two twenty five for ten make you strong, and I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got Leroy holding him down in the leg extension when he's three weeks out from the Olympia, so he, can he can't hold himself because his bicep hurts. Yeah, that's oh, funny. That's good shit. You know, good shit. It just goes yeah. It just goes back to the important stuff. You know, training hard. <laughs> training very hard. So do, do you have a finisher yeah. question wrong? One shot. Close out this episode of Dusty oh, crying damn. like a bitch. <laughs> damn. Well, I can even. I know it sounds like 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 a, a question I'm just pulling out of my ass, but I did get a. What is the secret to happiness in your opinion? I can even show it to you. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, the secret of happiness. Well, it sounds to me like asteroid weed. Yeah, <laughs> asteroid weed and no financial responsibilities. It's a combo. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a, a combo. Those two things have to stack. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. having a lot of financial responsibilities doesn't go well with smoking asteroid weed every day <laughs> and getting lost in a bar that's square. It's true. It's yeah, it's a younger. It's a younger man's folly. <laughs> it's a younger man's <laughs> happiness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. Yes. yes. No, that was a. That was twenty. 20, it was 19, 20 year old me. Like, just crazy. Oh, that's good shit. Crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah, so to so me, the, 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 the true answer to that, which no one is going to like, but I really think is uh, financial freedom. Because everything <laughs> else is easier if you haven't put yourself in a position. You could be rich and not be financially free because you fucked yourself by buying a bunch of dumbass shit. Right. I really do find that when you're smarter like jamie was saying when you're smarter with your money then enjoying the things that actually matter is a lot easier without those stresses like you know i hate those sayings like well money doesn't buy happiness i'm not saying it does but i will say debt up to your eyeballs will definitely fuck you yeah yeah it'll change your life for the worse <laughs> yeah, you can be no. extremely happy making thirty-five thousand a year with the right debt to income ratio that's all I'm saying. It's, it's not about money. <laughs> yeah. There's that interesting study that I think we mentioned on the show before. And I mean, obviously, because of inflation, the number's going to be skewed. <laughs> it's going to be skewed more. <laughs> Yeah, but I, the original study, which was, only, was done within the last 10 years, and they found that um, they converted the, you know, the numbers, and it was, it was uh, in all, all Western countries, all different languages all different cultures um but it was around sixty eight thousand dollars a year income mm. after that people didn't necessarily get happier mm. mm -hmm. so their happiness increased up to 68k a year which at that time was probably like the median or the you know the average income required mm. to not you know, for the average American to blah, you know, be stress free or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so once you hit that number, your happiness was technically like pretty good. 
relative to your it was kind of interesting how it like was definitely tied to it until a certain amount and then it seemed to become untethered Hmm. right so you know i do i do think a lot of that does come from what i was saying though because as you people have a bad habit of as they get more financially successful they set themselves up with the golden handcuffs and yeah i I used to call it that when i'd have employees i'd give them a raise and then they go buy a car and i'm like now you're right back where you were you know right and and you enjoy the car also they're not going to quit you know well that's i loved it that's why that's that's why that's why it's called golden handcuffs for real is because you're stuck yeah you know, and that's something that's it's a it's tricky because I could see that like because if you go from sixty eight thousand to ninety eight thousand, most people spend a lot more money, right? Like consistently, so they're like you said, their their comfort actually doesn't change or gets worse. You know, because yeah. you you I learned this the hard way. I mean, you you were smarter than me, Ron, but like I budgeted really really well when I was broke. And then once I made just decent money, I stopped budgeting. And then after years of having nothing to show for making money, I realized because I just wasted more because I didn't have to budget anymore, yeah. which meant you just did dumb ass shit like drink Starbucks twice a day Ugh. at four bucks a cup of coffee. You know, like, I mean, literally, I did that for years. And then one day you're like, I'm a fucking moron. Awesome. Right. I just drank a house. <laughs> Exactly, you know. So. It's two hundred and forty dollars a month, basically. That's a lot Coffee. of Starbucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they were doing. They weren't doing too well at the time. I was there just trying, trying to help, help out, out. You know, yeah. I'm a team player. <laughs> I'm here to help the world. Hey, you know, if, if everybody did that, they would. I stand with Ukraine. Um, oh, too soon. <laughs> I stand with whatever my coffee shop needs me to do to support them. When I yeah. when I worked for Seven Up, um, and, and I decided to coach full time, I started planning that. So it was like around around like the, like like five months out, four months out. I was like, okay, I'm going to quit, and I'm going to quit before things get really crazy at Christmas because Christmas time was the worst. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for for like the soda industry. So. And it was a nice feeling because I ramped clients up and I was making just as much money from coaching as I was at my day job. And I just did that for like six months straight. And I remember that feeling because I didn't have to like rely on that job anymore. So when Mm -hmm. they would tell me like, hey, you know, we really need you to do this, you know, and I know it's going to be after, you know, you normally would be leaving. I just like be like, well, actually, I have this other thing, you know, my other job I have to do. I need to be at the gym now, you know, so I I really can't stay or or on a Saturday I'd fuck with them and and they'd be like, oh, you know, we're going to need you to pick up this store. And I'd be like, is this a good time to talk about a raise? Like, I literally say shit like that. <laughs> well, you don't give a fuck. It's a beautiful thing. And they knew it. And I still did my job. And I did a good job at it. But, like, yeah. they, you know, Saturdays, like, clients are competing. And, and none mm-hmm. of the, the higher-ups would be out at the stores. So I'd yeah. be, like, on my phone for the first four hours, you know, like, telling uh, eat two rice cakes, you know, <laughs> looking at pictures and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember. And then at Christmas time, I put in my two weeks. And they, they like, literally... They did. They like begged me to stay. And I was like, "Ah, you guys never did anything really for me." So you know, nah, I'm gotta, go. I got I got stuff I got to do. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> yeah, feeling yeah. though. But I will say this: I, I think money is a part of it. 
but I think having a purpose, like having oh, a sure. having a job, like if you don't have a purpose in life, like a, a something that you need to, you feel like it's your thing to do. To me, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the key to happiness is having that purpose. Well, that's absolutely true. It's good for sure. Yeah, um, purpose, uh, responsibility could be another word. Yeah, you have to mm-hmm. take on a certain amount of responsibility to give yourself purpose. I guess. Yeah. How maybe I'd, I'd word it like your purpose kind of comes because, like maybe someone or something important is depending on you. Right. You know, you know, like something that you believe in or someone you, you know, want to need to be there for or whatever they're you know, relying on you. So you've got this responsibility, and I think that stuff dr- drives happiness. You know, um, oh, challenging yourself too. I mean, all this stuff that we all do, uh, uh, we're sort of all like-minded people, you know, Scott's, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of competing and shooting and Dusty's taking on a new, you know, I'm just going to like do my own podcast on the side. And, you know, I'm doing these goofy, you know, got my guitars and my bikes and stuff, but we all want to like pursue something. And I think you have to have like, I don't know, I need multiple avenues of that. I like to pursue like, like I don't have anything I don't pursue. You know, like someone said the other day, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I really like, you know, I go. They were just telling me how they enjoy their summer. They're like, oh, I usually go kayaking three times and I usually do this one hike a couple times and I usually do this. You know, we go camping here. Maybe we'll go to the lake. Maybe we'll do this. And I was like, oh, it's like really cool that you can be into like 10 different things. I can't do that. <laughs> right. I, I, I need to like, because you're doing, like he's doing certain things once a year. Yeah. You don't I'm dabble. Like, I, I, I can't do anything once a year. I, I would be like, you know, Caleb, like it has to be like twice a week. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's just sort of, but, but if you realize that about yourself and you can, you know, spend your time in, in the right way, you can really like, find a place where you're just generally you're i don't know i feel like my brain chemistry is in a good spot you know like Not sometimes sure. that's how i see it like okay i've got a good amount of like uh dopamine right now and serotonin and i've structured my day relatively efficiently i'm just got to stay in this like zone that's yeah sometimes how right. i feel you know that's uh, i've been like that's it's a beautiful line there because i, I th- do you find now that you don't have the obsession with bodybuilding because you do everything at a high level like you don't dabbling but bodybuilding was an obsession like yeah everything in your life so what's the what's the difference you notice between those two ways of living um see it's funny like we just trained legs yesterday um Mm -hmm. and and like i got super anxious before my set of hacks and just fucking killed it and had like an awesome set you know what I mean? So I still have mm-hmm. this high expectation of myself in the gym to keep up with, you know, arising when I'm supposed athlete, to. Yeah. But that's part of my responsibility. I feel like I have a responsibility to myself to, you know, maintain a large amount of strength and, you know, continue to be the type of guy that can, you know, perform these things at this level or whatever. They're still important to me. So right. that's part of the responsibility too, you know? That's part of why I don't, you know, like I joke about how I can miss meals now if I want, but I generally don't ever miss meals, you know, right. like it's not like I do all that all the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm still very consistent with everything, you mm-hmm. know, and that's part of like the stick like we've talked about structure, you know, mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, I don't know. All these things contribute to happiness. But I see it all as like a brain chemistry soup. You know, like Scott, when you're shooting your gun, like when you're sending rounds and you're hitting like good, like you're getting good clusters and stuff. Which I did this weekend. It's like golden. Yeah, you get like a, there's a, like all sorts of things, dopamine and all that sort of stuff going off in your brain. And, you know, there's all these reward things being triggered and, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and we become more aware of that as we get older. Like I think about that all the time now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, cause I think there's a, you know, the period when you're <clears throat> younger where you're just, you know, you're just recklessly pursuing things that make you feel good and you don't understand why or what and if you don't have any aim you can fucking fire off in a million misdirections to try to find you know satisfaction and some people wind up chasing the wrong things and all that sort of stuff right sure but for sure. we're all trying we're all trying to get dopamine hits you know i would watch this thing the other day about that's like one of the things like you know it's one of the reasons people turn to you know bad ways to get dopamine hits you know (laughs) but yeah if you just fucking you know i guess responsibility and money (laughs) never hurts (laughs) okay that's it guys like share subscribe comment and ring the bell and comment yeah. with questions for the next yeah. episode. Yeah, let's yes. get some YouTube questions for the next episode. Uh, you guys send me plenty in the IG, but we like the YouTube ones because we like to give them priority. So Absolutely. keep that in mind. Okay, on behalf of the guys, Scott McNally, Dusty Hanshaw, myself, it's just bodybuilding. Thanks. <laughs>